Thank you very much, Judge Johnson. Great job, as always. Thank you, sir. The resurrection, the most important thing to Christians. I know we, we've talked a little bit about this before, that, that the, the cross, how important that is. But the cross by itself is nothing but a, a torturous death. The cross with that empty tomb says it all. Because the, the day that Jesus rose again is the day that death was defeated the day that you and I had a reason to smile, to rejoice, because our sins would be forgiven, nailed to that cross, and we could live again. So today, let's look at what we should believe about the resurrection. And yes, you know, I'm a jokester, but today, no fooling around. April Fool's Day, of course, I, there, if it was any other Sunday, I would do something, no doubt. But you can imagine how it must have been like uh, back then, when Jesus rose again. And the Romans had, had, had crucified him on this cross. His hands and feet had been nailed into this wood. His side had been stabbed. That crown of thorns. And he was dead. There was no doubt about it. He was dead. But now three days later, he rose again. Amen? Amen? You can imagine they all must have thought it was a trick, a joke, a prank. But there was no fooling. Matthew 12, 38, 40 it shows us that Jesus even told him what he was going to do. It says, one day some teachers of the religious law and Pharisees came to Jesus and said, Teacher, we want you to show us a miraculous sign to prove your authority. But Jesus replied, only an evil, adulterous generation would demand a miraculous sign. But the only sign I have given them is the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was in the belly of the great fish for three days and three nights, so will the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. Only an evil, adulterous generation would demand a miraculous sign. They did. And do we? Do we demand that sign from Jesus sometimes in our life, from God? G give me that sign, Lord. Give me, give me that sign that, that helps me to know what I should do, to know that you're real. Jesus gave him that sign, a whale of a sign, a whale of a sign indeed. Of course, there would be no whale that would come and swallow our Lord. Like he said, in the belly of the earth for three days and three nights. There was no fooling about that. There was no prank. There was no joke. The fact was, he lived again. So what do I believe about the resurrection? Number one, I believe in the resurrection that he lives. Literally. Literally, Jesus rose from the grave. This isn't just something we say. This isn't just a, he lives only in our hearts. This is, he literally came out of that tomb alive again. We could say that he was completely dead. But now he's alive. John chapter 20, verses 24 through 29 is going to support this. I know you, you know this story, but let's read it anyways. One of the twelve disciples, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, was not with the others when Jesus came. They told him, we have seen the Lord. But he replied, 
I won't believe it unless I see the nail wounds in his hand, hands, put my finger into them, and place my hand into the wound in his side. Now think about that for a second, because that's kind of morbid if you think about it. Like who, who, who would do that? Who would really want to uh, touch someone's nail wounds where the, their hands have been pierced or the, the side? Now, I wouldn't. Now, some of you all may be like, yeah, that's okay. That's what I want to do to kind of prove that that's who it really is there. That's just Thomas's way of saying, you know what? I'm not going to believe it until I can touch it. Eight days later, the disciples were together again. This time, Thomas was with them. The doors were locked, but suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing among them. Peace be with you, he said. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and look at my hands. Put your hand into the wound in my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. Folks, don't be faithless any longer. Believe. What did Thomas say? He said, my Lord, my God. And Jesus told him, you believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. That deserves an amen because that's you and that's me. Do you believe in Jesus? Have faith. uh, Be faithless no more. Believe today. He was dead, but now he's alive. Another proof, I think, that shows us that he's alive is that Jesus would send us a gift. He said, when I arise in heaven, I'm going to send you a gift. Uh, Something that's going to help you. Something that's going to encourage you. Something that's going to comfort you. Something that's going to counsel you. And of course he was talking about the Holy Spirit. John chapter 16 verse 7. It is best for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate or Holy Spirit won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. He was sending the Holy Spirit. That Holy Ghost. For you and for me. And to me, that shows that he literally rose from the grave. Because if he didn't, how is he going to send us that gift he promised? That gift that he promised was most certainly sent. And received by us if we accept Jesus into our hearts. Repent and be baptized. Following that path of righteousness. And we're living for him. Why? Why then? Why, why do we want to believe in the resurrection? Simply because he lives. And because he lives, I could face tomorrow, no matter what life circumstances may be. I could get up tomorrow morning and I could say, you know what? I've got a reason to rejoice. Because i got a God that loves me so very much. i got a God that forgives me whenever I do wrong. i got a God who sent his son to die for you and to die for me. And i got a Jesus that is alive. Oh, that makes me so happy. Because sometimes we get into life's valleys and we get into the lowest of the lows and the worst of the worst. And there's no light at the end of that tunnel. But there is. Because there's Jesus. With his arms outstretched. Saying, here's the nail prints. Here's the wound in my side. I'm alive. Come live with me. So what else do I believe about the resurrection? Because he lives, I live. I believe that we live as well. But now, we haven't literally rose from the grave like Jesus did. Only he did that. And if he decided to make us rise from that grave, that tomb, which one day he will, then that'd be awesome. It will be awesome. 
But that's not what I'm talking about right now with this resurrection. I'm talking about us living for Jesus. Our lives right now, the day that you accepted Jesus Christ, you are now living a resurrected life. You've died to sin and you are alive with him. Let's look at what the scripture says in Colossians chapter 2, verses 12 through 14. For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized. And with him, you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. It goes on. You were dead because of your sins, and because of your sin, because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all your sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. Amen. That means my sins are on that cross, too. That's why Jesus died. That means I have a new life. That means, that means I have a new responsibility of living for him. Now, each and every one of us right now should ask ourselves, are we living for Jesus? The decisions that we make in our lives, the choices that we make, are we doing it because we love Jesus? Are we doing it for ourselves? As we look at our families, our kids, our parents, our loved ones, Are we living for him, following him on his path, the path that he has set for us? Are we on it? Only only we can answer that for ourselves, most certainly. And I can answer it for me, but I have to ask myself, am I being honest with myself? I think that my honest answer would be, I could do more. I could live for him even more. I could focus my life on him even more. God must come first in my life. And he must come first in yours. When we put our Lord first, the other things fall into place. And I promise you, happiness will follow. So what about the prodigal son? Was he living for Jesus when he made the choices that he made in his life? Certainly not at first. Now you think about the prodigal son the day that he said, Dad, give me my inheritance that I'm not even supposed to get till you die. Give it to me now where I can go and do what I want to do. Live that life of freedom, of independence. Live that life. Now, can you think for one second that maybe the prodigal son, as he was doing this, knew what a mistake he was probably making? But the excitement and the glamour of what he could do was just too much. Give it to me now, Dad. Give it to me today. And the father, of course, says, here you are, son, and gives it to him. And he goes out and he finds out what the real world is all about. And he wastes his money and all his friends are going to come around. And before he knows it, the money's gone. And then the next thing you know, he is eating with the swine. Folks, when you walk away from Jesus, before you know it, you're eating with the swine. And maybe you won't be in the troughs, literally eating the garbage. That's exactly where your life will lead. But what did the prodigal son do? Repent. That's what he did. He saw, I've messed up so very badly. And what can I do? And he went home with his head hung low. Expecting to live as a lowly servant in his father's house. But at least he thought, just maybe dad will let me do that. But what did the father do? 
he ran to embrace him. He said, welcome home, son. He said, I forgive you. Now, the fact is, each and every one of us could say a version of our lives that mirror this. Every single one of us should be able to to say, you know what, I, I did. I did sin. I did turn away. And you know what? God was there for me the entire time waiting for me to come back to him to repent. Folks, come home. Live for Jesus. Resurrected life, Romans 6, chapter 5, verse 11. I've just got 11 up there, but I want to read the whole thing this morning. Since we have been united with him in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with him. We are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. When he died, he died once to break the power of sin. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So also, so you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. I definitely need an amen to that. Are we dead to sin and alive in Christ, folks? Yes, we are. And why? Because Jesus Christ rose again. What are we going to have with that? A couple things. Like we've talked about already. Forgiveness. And you know what forgiveness brings us? Salvation. We're saved because of Christ's sacrifice and resurrection. That is so much by the grace of God. You didn't earn that. You don't deserve it. I didn't earn it. And I certainly don't deserve it. That's the grace of God. But what does the grace of God come with? Make no mistake. Responsibility. Responsibility. Living for Jesus is your responsibility. Following the Lord. Obeying what he has asked us to do is your responsibility. That's the price of grace. That's it. You've got a responsibility to follow him, to obey him, to do your best, and to know that if you fail, if you fall short, which you will, repent and turn back to him. That's what I think that we should believe about the resurrection. And one more thing, too. What else do I think we should believe about the resurrection? That we are living with him. See, we know that Jesus Christ literally rose from the grave. And we know that in our lives, we have figuratively rose already when the day that we decided to follow him and are living that new life. We're dead to sin. We're alive with him. We've arose. <coughs> but you know what? We are also going to rise again. That promise given to us. That final resurrection. We're going to live with him forever. And it's going to be awesome. There will be no more sadness. No more pain. No more hurt. No more betrayal. No more ridiculous things in our lives. No more uh, social media. Thank goodness. There will be none of that. Instead we'll just be living a life of joy. And of happiness. And of love with God. First John chapter 4, verse 9. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have what? Eternal life. 
Now, don't forget that last part. Through him. Eternal life. Through him. And so what do I believe about the resurrection? This is just real simple. I believe that in Jesus and in Jesus alone, we have victory. The resurrection, to me, means victory. Would you please bow with me? Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for this Resurrection Sunday morning. Lord, we ask for strength. We know that we are victorious through you, but life is hard. Lord, help us to be strong and to, as we face uh, the trials and tribulations, the ups and downs, the mountains and the, and the valleys. Help us to always look to you and to, to seek to follow your will. And forgive us when we fall short, Lord. And we are so thankful for giving us the confidence and the assurance that we know that you will. Lord, just now I ask a blessing on all those here. May we go and continue to live a victorious life for your son, Jesus. That's why it's in the most awesome name ever, the name of Jesus Christ, we now pray. Amen.